Welcome to Child Free Chats, a show where we chat about all things child free. The good, the bad, and the thank God I don't have kids. This show is dedicated to those who have chosen a child free life, and some topics may be sensitive for those who are on the fence or who are childless, not by choice. This show is not suitable for children. everyone and welcome back to child free chats i am your host tiara and i'm really excited today the suspense is finally over i have found my personal child free goals today i have joining me mikkel and dan from sometimes home child free pro travelers like like that's what they do they travel so welcome to you both. Thinking about it now, I wish I had a little applause sound bite, but maybe I'll look into one of those. We're all applauding. <laughs> We're clapping. Welcome, welcome to you both. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're excited. I'm so excited. I have to say Facebook is a hell of a thing because if you are looking for something, don't go to Google. Actually, Facebook will help you find it because that's how we found each other. I posted something in a random podcast Facebook group and you happened to find it years later like it wasn't even right when I posted it and you were probably exactly what I was looking for when I put that post up I'm like somebody needs to come on this show and tell us the cool parts about being child-free and this is is one of them (laughs) you guys are it so please tell me a little bit about yourselves sure so we are Dan and Mikkel, as you said, and we um, met in 2015, both living and working in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we are married. We got married a couple of years ago and we are child free by choice. We have a lot of nieces and nephews that we love very much, but they fulfill our need for children in our lives and we get to say goodbye to them and go home to a (laughs) child-free household (laughs) and book flights when we want and travel where we want, when we want, not according to kids' school schedules or having to homeschool anyone. So it's good. Oh my Um, gosh. I totally feel you. I have nieces and nephews as well. And I'm like, go home, please. (laughs) (laughs) Love you in short doses, but now you get to go home and I want to do whatever I want. So how did you guys decide to stay child-free? For, for me, that's a first date conversation where it's like, you gotta get this out out of the way. Um. (laughs) Can I just jump in ladies? There you go. There are men out there who are willing to have this conversation on the first date. Do not be afraid. There are people like Dan out there. Go ahead. (laughs) Ultimately it's like, let's rip off the bandaid as quickly as possible and just see, see if we're both on the same page. And I've known, yeah, most of my adult life that I wanted to be child-free just uh, I go back to I'm, I'm really greedy with time. That's the biggest thing for me. It's like I value time over money, at, mm. hands down. So I want to spend time the way I want to spend it, and that's kind of the core of our relationship is is freedom. Yeah, it's one of our three main pillars, and and ultimately that freedom is it's freedom of time, freedom of vocation, and freedom of money. And uh, those are what we live by, and 
throwing a child or two or five into that mix. Five. (laughs) 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 You really jumped there. (laughs) Really did, right? (laughs) It was for dramatic effect. Like that, that, that's not going to help us reach our goals. So, or sustain what we have now. So from my perspective, that's what has driven us to make this decision. Yeah. And I thought I wanted kids or I did want kids, but my life changed and I have a career I love and we travel, you know, professionally too, um, as well as for fun. And, you know, everybody says a child totally changes your life. Mm -hmm. uh, And we didn't, want that. So (laughs) even before I met Dan, I thought, you know, I really, that ship has sailed. I don't feel like I need it. So, you know, your life changes and I just feel like you have to reevaluate sometimes what you want. And I'm sure the opposite is true for some people who didn't want kids and then they do want kids for whatever reason. And when we met, yeah, we talked about it early on, like he said, um, (laughs) and we really like our lives the way it is and a child would change that. And we do not want that. (laughs) Some people, yeah. Some people say like, um, I've heard people say that not having a child is selfish for some reason. Recently, Dan was saying, you know, there's two kinds of selfish. One is kind of malicious and one is a good kind of self- selfish. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. actually yeah. so, it's so true. As soon as like, it makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. For me, if somebody was to call me selfish, I would say thank you, because that means I know what I want. Mm-hmm. And there are so few people that you actually really talk to and dig down and discover that they know what they want Yeah, that's because that's really, really hard. That's a lot of work, you know, on yourself. So you've got that kind of selfish. And then you have the kind of selfish where it's somebody else is dictating how to live your life. That's mm-hmm. the true selfish. That's the evil one, right? Cause it's, it's like, you're not, you're not behaving the way I want you to. So yeah. you're selfish. No, actually you are, because <laughs> you want me to behave. Let's look at this correctly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Okay. So we came on to talk about travel, first of all, but now I'm getting like psychological um, <laughs> like lessons totally here because I do want to go back to something you said about your three pillars. I know this doesn't totally relate to travel and it might not even completely re- relate to child-free, but can you just tell me a little bit about the three pillars of your relationship and what that means? Yeah. So it's all about the, uh, we call it the three freedoms, uh, freedom of location, freedom of time and freedom of money. So when we're making a decision together about something about the future, about how we spend money, how we, how we spend time, it goes back to um, ultimately, is this decision going to pay off to one of those three freedoms and, mm-hmm. and expand it? Or is it going to contract it? So Hey, uh, should I buy a new BMW tomorrow? It's like, those well, words would never come out. Of that. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. I'm like, our, yes, no, <laughs> uh, that's not our poison. Like other, like he loves watches. So it's, yeah. so is, is, is that going to help or hurt, uh, one of the three freedoms? And is it, is it going to open it up and give us more opportunity and, and allow us to lean into one of those even more, or is it going to hold us back? So when we make a big decision, it's even like, oh, should we buy uh, some training or should we go back to school or something like that? It's like, well, which one of those three is going to pay off? Yeah. And then so that's our checks and balances. And then uh, it keeps us both focused on exactly what, so we know where we're going. The secret is there is no, yep, I've done that. Check that box. 
and it's it's just a long-term goal and yeah. we're always working towards it that's kind of the beauty is when you reach a goal that's sad if they're big enough and lofty enough like it gets you out of bed in the morning because yeah. you're like i gotta go tackle this it's so big and something that is so core to us in our relationship like it just keeps us going yeah i would say it's okay to reach a goal you don't mean it yes. that way yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, no goals okay goal. <laughs> right <laughs> now you can't ever reach them <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Asterisk. Uh, yeah. Reach your goals, everybody. <laughs> but, okay. But, side note, he doesn't mean don't ever reach yeah, your goals. Or, he just means. Yeah. <laughs> you but know what he means. Make sure they're big enough and, yeah. and lofty enough that, that you're actually excited about them. Yeah. Yeah. And they t- it ties into travel because, you know, one of the reasons we can travel so much or on our own schedule is because we both own our own businesses. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, you know, having freedom to do that. And then what steps do we need to take to make sure that that is a possibility in our lives? So traveling is really important to us. So we want to maintain that freedom yeah. because of it. And, you know, ties into money because you need money to travel. No matter what budget you're on, you need yeah. some sort of income. So, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. That makes so much sense. I'm getting so many lessons here, you guys. And I thought you were just, <laughs> just going to tell me where to travel, but this makes so much sense. <laughs> Dan, you actually remind me of a friend of mine who lives in the States and he kind of has the same way of speaking, but also the same like train of thought as you. So like I'm getting major Steve vibes. If Steve, if you're listening, you should probably <laughs> meet Dan because you guys have hit yeah. it off right away. They're also child-free. But anyway. Ooh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how couples without kids tend to find each other? Yeah. You like yeah. attract like yeah. what you're what you're looking yeah. for. Hopefully I know Hang out with a, each other. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there who I know you're still looking for child-free friends. It is possible. We do it. Is, is, yeah. out there. Ask Facebook. It's true. <laughs> yeah. <Facebook>. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So you have a website and a corresponding Instagram page called sometimes home. What is that? So sometimes home is our travel, I would say website, but you know, essentially it's a blog that we write about couples travel without kids mm-hmm. internationally and domestically. Domestically for us means the United States. Um, so it could be anything from, you know, road trips, train travel, obviously airplane flights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we specifically do not write about anything with families and kids. Like, oh. I don't even know if we've ever mentioned like family travel. Like this is good for family travel more than twice <laughs> because yeah. that's not our focus. Okay. That's perfect. Because I feel like a lot of times, you know, anything can be geared towards anyone, but a lot of times things are geared towards families, even if it's acceptable or open to child-free people, there's still this whole child, child dynamic, family dynamic, and it makes us kind of feel left out. So, you know, we can all go on a cruise, but cruises sell to families. They don't sell to single couples unless you're in your like seventies. So it's nice to know that there is a, a website or a blog that we can go to that we can say, okay, what are some things you have done or what, where are some places you have been where it is geared towards us? Because that is important to, to be inclusive, I guess, for the child-free community. What inspired Sometimes Home? I'm a wedding photographer also. Oh. That's my, so we have this business together, the travel websites, and then we have separate businesses too. So I'm a wedding photographer and Dan is an expert in brand, brand strategy. I was traveling so much for destination weddings that I started to blog about it. Um, This is like back in 2000. 
2010. And I realized that people were going to get confused if they went to my blog, my wedding website. And then for SEO purposes too, I decided to split them. Okay. And this was right before Dan and I met like the summer before we met, we met in November of 2015. And in August of 2015 is when I bought the domain because people knew I traveled so much and they would ask me my schedule and they would say, are you ever home? And I would say, I'm sometimes home. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So then I was like, Oh, that's a really good website so name. Cool. So I checked if the domain and all the social was available and it was, so I took it as a sign and I bought it, but I didn't really do anything with it. I, you know, transferred some posts over from my wedding blog over to my um, sometimes home website, but you know, those you can't find those posts anymore because they were really bad now that we professionally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I understand the, that. Right. <laughs> so my first episodes will not be available for long, <laughs> <laughs> which is good progress. So I um, met Dan and then, you know, when I knew that we were serious and going in a marriage direction, I had asked him early on in our relationship if he wanted to be a part of it. Cause it's a very conscientious decision to say we, instead of me to make it a couple's mm-hmm. website, instead of just a solo female traveler site. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you also don't want to be in that. We're going to, are we going to break up? Like, cause then I have to change my whole website. <laughs> so we had a conversation about it and he was all in. And, you know, ever since we've been, we, and Dan and I, I remember like, there were even some posts that I said, my partner and I, like he, who should not be named. Mysterious. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, you know, all that changed over and he was quickly. Dan, you eventually started to get a face. Like you started out yeah. as this yeah. like shadow character <laughs> and, and slowly pieces of you became more visual. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So (laughs) I appeared, (laughs) (laughs) but that's really cool though. Like the transition, like you said, I mean, obviously you can see having been doing it this whole time, just how much you've progressed and how much you've grown. And then obviously growing with Dan, I mean, it's really cool. It's obviously the ideal way of doing things and dear God, Dan, don't go anywhere because (laughs) you're you're half of sometimes home. You can't leave. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So now you have sometimes sailing and what Mm -hmm. is sometimes sailing? Whose idea was some, is it yours, Dan? Actually, no. (laughs) Both of our ideas. So, cause, cause what Mikkel is like always coming up with new ideas and then She's like, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? And then I'm always like, we need to focus. (laughs) (laughs) You're the anchor. (laughs) Yeah. Good yin and yang. I'm the focus guy. So so, uh, when she, when she brought this idea, like, let's start another site and focus on sailing. And this was just as the pandemic was like really becoming real. And I'm like, nobody's sailing. No. Well, sailing in terms of like a sailing, like a cruise right. booking, not sailing on the water. There were probably a lot of people sailing because you could do that alone, but we actually cannot captain a ship. We don't know how to sail. <laughs> so sailing in the term of sailing on a cruise. Right. And so she immediately was like, well, then that's the opportunity. And mm. so like, you know, that's the white space right now. So yeah, we jumped in mm-hmm. and uh, said like, okay, this is, this is a natural extension of sometimes home uh, because we, we love cruising and we love being on the water, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was an easy, just kind of an easy to jump into that and embrace it. And uh, it's been really exciting to watch it, watch the cruise industry come back and then us being right there with it. Yeah. yeah and we specifically focus on small format cruises. So 
you know, we support the Royal Caribbeans and the Norwegians. Um, and we're starting a series about a ship within a ship. Cause a lot of them have like a smaller club in the ship, which I think a lot of people don't know about, but it uh, no, you're literally blowing my mind right now. I'm trying yeah. to hold back my, my, my shock. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to compute in my head what this is. I have no idea. And I'm so many more questions. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's like a more intimate cruise experience on the huge ship. It's still never going to compete with a smaller ship that caps out at, you know, 86 passengers or 125 passengers, but we, you know, wanted to jump on the niche website train, even more focused, just like your podcast. Yeah. And we had talked about street art because we love street art and we love muralists and we very much support actually right behind us. Um, the listeners can't see it, but there's a very famous street artist. <laughs> um, I've noticed that. that. Why does that look familiar? Yeah. His name is Atomic. He does a lot of smiling oranges, like caricatures, kind of cartoonish in Florida, but street art is really problematic to write about because it's changing always. And, um, there's like no guarantee it's going to be there. And while we have posts about street art and murals and great destinations for that on our website, we always have a disclaimer that don't be upset if you go there and this mural isn't there, like somebody could commission a new one. That's so true. There's this, um, this, okay. First of all, I went through your Instagram and loved all of your photos after we oh. talked and you said that you're a photographer, I was like, well, that makes sense. All of her, po- her pictures on her Instagram are so nice or mine are like selfies, but <laughs> your photos are so good. And you just make the whole, wherever you're at, you make it look so inviting. Like no matter how big or small the subject is, I'm like, oh, I would love to go there. I don't know where that is, but I would love to go there. But I did notice no pictures from Australia. What's up with that? That's true. We've never been there. We would love to come visit you. We're finding ourselves there now. Come um, on over. Yeah. There's plenty to see in Australia. The Gold Coast is beautiful every time of year. So feel free to stop on by. I heard borders are opening, but yeah, you've got to get Australia into some of your stuff. We would love to. Yeah. There's um there's a few different alleys in Melbourne and mm. they have street art galore. And it's just beautiful when you go through it. You just transports you into a whole different world but unfortunately a couple of years ago somebody went through and vandalized like (gasps) the whole thing yeah that's sad and so now I I haven't been there since it's been vandalized but so now they're going to have to redo I think Mm. quite a bit of it so yeah you're right it can be there one day and not there the next yeah gone the next so we didn't think that was wise of us to have an entire website dedicated to that also you know, we love crediting artists and we do so whenever we can and, you know, thoroughly research, you know, and it takes a while sometimes to find the artist. But the problem with it is um, a lot of street artists don't want to be found. So Uh, either they don't put their names on it because, you know, it's illegal in some places or, right. So back to the niche side idea, I, you know, we were like, well, we love small format cruises. What about cruises? And the interesting thing is, a lot of the smaller format cruises are geared towards couples and then solos too a little bit, but not families. <laughs> Love that. So yeah, we have an article actually about going on Disney cruise line without kids, um, which you can do. Cool. Um, so yeah, that was just a really good next stepping stone for us. So we have the two websites, sometimes home couples travel without kids and sometimes sailing, which is focused on small format cruises. That's so cool. I might have like 
personal questions for you later because I've never <laughs> been on a cruise and I'm terrified of water. So mm. um, oh. I really, really, really want to go on a cruise and I have so many questions about how to not die. Um, yeah, it's very easy to not die on a cruise. It's actually very rare. <laughs> yeah. So I'll send you my questions later. Please um, do. But we but will yeah. definitely offline about that. <laughs> Nobody else wants to hear about my super anxiety about sailing. But if you have any questions about sailing or about cruises and you've been wanting to know who to ask, aside from Facebook, look up these guys, they will help you. Um, so let's get back into traveling, obviously. Um, and as someone who is child-free, uh, because of everything that's going on right now, I feel like I've seen a lot more people, child-free people who want to get out. Like we're, we've always had the child-free wanderlusters, but now I feel like because of lockdowns and things like that, more people are going I've, I've got to go somewhere. And now with my freedom, I have to travel. I have to go, which is, I think it's really cool. So I want to talk about some, some tips or ideas that you have specifically for people who are looking for a great getaway that caters to adults only, or at least isn't centered around children. So what are your like top thoughts or ideas on how do we find a place that maybe doesn't have children running around? Yeah, for sure. Stay away from anything that markets that they're family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Number Which seems one. obvious. But yeah. Um, and there are some like adults only resorts and hotels. Um, you know, we just, there's a, we're in Raleigh, North Carolina, and there is a boutique hotel that opened very close to where we live. And they spent millions of dollars restoring this historic nine room hotel. And the owners have kids, but they decided to make it child-free actually. So <laughs> you cannot bring your kids there. They cannot bring their own kids there. Bring their own kids. <laughs> yeah. They that just goes everything. to show that sometimes parents don't want to have kids around <laughs> right. as well. Like it's, it's a fair assessment. <laughs> right. They also want to break. Yeah. So anything, yeah, that, I mean, read the policies and everything. Um, mm. You know, sometimes like we went on a main windjammer cruise and I think that the age of quote unquote kids there is 14 or 16. It depends yeah, what ship I think. Okay. So maybe you don't like babies and toddlers, but like you're okay with a teenager who could be well-behaved like around you. <laughs> okay. That makes yeah. sense. And so do, do you find that when you go to certain resorts or certain attraction type places, do they usually specify age limits in there that you can find in their website or in their small fine print? I would say maybe 25% of the time, not yeah. all the time. Yeah. It, you know, you can also kind of get the vibe of a place. Like if we make a reservation at a really nice restaurant, you know, like I'm thinking of Spain when we went to Spain, if there was a kid in there, I would lose my shit. <laughs> like, it's just not there. very conducive to that. <laughs> You'd think. I think you bring up a... Right. <laughs> exactly. I think you bring up a great point. It's, it's really the activity that you're doing. So mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're going to go look at art or mm-hmm. uh, sample bourbon or, or, you know, like just hang out at a cafe, probably the likelihood that you're not going to run into a lot of children is, mm-hmm. is pretty high or else, you know, a museum about flight, you know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe get the, uh, 
Dan, yeah, I hate they, to break it to you. Not a lot I, of us are going to a museum. <laughs> <laughs> you probably run into a field trip. So just as I say that. Or like when we, to your point, like when we went to Normandy for World right. War II history, like right. probably not going to find a lot of kids yeah. on that. Because even if a kid likes, you know, tanks and army, you know, helicopters and stuff like that, that's not the kind of tour they're going to go on. So, right. Okay, so the idea is look for activities that people wouldn't bring a one or two year old to. Yeah. And if anything, we can deal with teenagers, okay? Usually teenagers kind of sequester <laughs> themselves off into a corner anyway. <laughs> They're usually pretty harmless. So look for activities that don't welcome young children. But the problem is, is that when you go to some of these bars, which I've done a, an episode on, when you go to some of these places, people still do bring their children. Like they, mm-hmm bring babies to bars and to distilleries and things like that. And you're like, what, this was supposed to be my safe place. Like (laughs) (laughs) it's true. Yeah. I guess the time for that is just go really late at night when they'd have to be putting their baby to bed. That's that's all I've got. Aren't you always amazed when you're somewhere late at night at like 10 PM and there's a baby in a bar. It's like, here's a baby in a bar. (laughs) Oh my God. I literally just quoted this in an episode that I did. You now have to go back because we're like, we're on the same page. You have to go back and listen to it. Cause I literally quoted that same thing, yes. Um, but yes, I do feel that same way when I see babies in certain places where I'm like, yes, parents, you should get to go out and be free and live your lives and do all of that. But like separate the two. That's why there are babysitters. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Pissing off all the parents, just get a babysitter. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what about places that you'd go to where you expect to have lots of children around? Because we can't all just avoid Disneyland. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily go to Disneyland, but you can't avoid certain places. What do you do? Or like, what are some things that you've come up with where you can kind of steer clear of the big crowds of school field trips and things like that? Overall, I've become accustomed just to saying like, no, we don't want to sit there. Mm-hmm. Like we want to sit yeah. over there and then <laughs> yeah. just like really, truly just are directing our, our, our own experience yeah. and not just accepting that it's okay. So, uh, or just getting up and moving or finding a different venue or, or mm-hmm. whatever the, whatever the case may be, but being comfortable enough just to say, no, this is not what I want out of this experience. And, or else saying like, unfortunately, we're not going to participate in this and, and we're going to, and we're going to go somewhere else. That being said, um, (laughs) I hear a caveat coming. Yeah, there is a caveat. I want to say for the record, we're not evil people. We just have decided to be child free. We're like, we have friends with kids and we, we love their kids. These are like very close friends. And, you know, like we said, we love our nieces and nephews. So we're not like no kids all the time, but you know, if you make plans with family, you're going to be with the kids and you're in the mental space. But like, if we're going on a date, at a bar to your point, <laughs> like we just want it to be us. So, yeah. you know, Dan's absolutely right. We'll just ask us in another area, but you know, the Disney cruise line thing was a perfect mm-hmm. example. People go on Disney cruise line because it's family friendly. The other yeah. reason is because they love Disney yeah. and Disney cruise line happens to have like premium, amazing customer service and hospitality. 
So if you're a Disney fan and you don't have kids, but you still want to go on it, the good news is there are adult only areas on the cruise ship, Oh, cool! but it would, yeah. So there's like an adult only pool. We've seen them ask people that are under 18, like how look under 18, how old they are and then kick them out actually. Yeah. Amazing. There are other areas too that are adults only, but I think you have to also be forgiving that like, we know we're putting ourselves in a situation. I happen to love Disney world, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're going knowing that there are going to be kids there. So no, it Mm -hmm. would be unrealistic to think that that would never happen. We live in a world with people of all ages, which is great. But I think just being in the right mindset. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like what you said, Dan, as far as you don't have to accept something that's just going to piss off and ruin your trip. So if you do go somewhere, if you've chosen to be somewhere that is surrounded by children, it's not hurting you and it's not hurting anyone. You're not offending anyone to say, would we, would you mind if we switch to another table or do you mind if we switch to a different room, you know, in a more quiet part of the hotel or the campsite or whatever the case may be. I think a lot of times we get up in arms and we're like, how dare these people offend or affect my trip and ruin it with their screaming children when sometimes it could be as simple as asking to be moved or asking to have a little bit of accommodation for your, you know, for your experience as well. So that's a really good point that I don't think I've ever even considered. I would be the person who would sit in the room next door to the screaming kid and be cursing them the entire time. And I'd come back and talk all this shit about my, my awful trip when I probably could have just asked to move. (laughs) Like, right. We've done that too. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the only one. (laughs) No, but that's, I think that's a really good idea that I don't think that maybe everyone necessarily thinks of. They think of, we can't go to anywhere with kids because that's it. It's just kids, you know, and it's not necessarily like your house where you have kids next door. You can't, you can't move your house, but you can move a hotel room, you know? So, So that's pretty cool. Thanks for that. Okay. When you guys do book travel, how do you book it? Do you book it on your own? Do you use agents? Do you use Facebook blogs? Like how do you find places to go? We travel basically two ways because we do this professionally. We either work with a PR company or a destination directly and they work with us and kind of host us, which is always disclosed in our blog posts if they hosted us. But Regardless if they do, we always provide an honest review, but we're, we're really positive people, which maybe it doesn't sound like that after our moving tables because of a child, but that's where we are. <laughs> a lot of people will find that acceptable. Parents will find that acceptable. Okay? That's not yeah, negative at all. The parents also want to move tables and leave their child there. <laughs> Wait, so you get places to work oh, with right. you to Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. cool. So They'll host us. So that's one way. So sometimes a trip will come up because they want us to cover it content wise or an opportunity or, you know, press trip, other kind of way to do that. But the other way is we have trips that we want to take that we'll prioritize. And then because we're flexible, because we're child free, because we have freedom of when we can go places because we both have our own businesses, we'll do something like a flight alert or we'll find a hotel we really like. And, you know, if there's a good deal or whatever it is, I, we both have um, American express cards that are awesome for travel rewards. Um, But 
I had a Starwood Amex before I met Dan. That's now Marriott Bonvoy. So, you know, where can we go? That points are going to cover it. Cool. Thailand was amazing for that. We went to Thailand and totally booked it on points. Oh, so yeah, smart. that was great. Yeah. If the country, if our dollar is strong there, chances mm-hmm. are you can get more bang for your buck with points too, just like cool. you would with money. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's great. Yeah. So, well, prioritize kind of where we want to go and make sure that we're doing the trips that we want to do too. And then the kind of two, you know, not the third way, maybe two and a half ways is if it pertains to Disney cruise line, I actually, my best friend is a Disney cruise line uh, travel agent. (laughs) So I, I have to say, I have to say I photograph weddings on Disney cruise line. I have some blog posts that rank well with SEO. So they find me that way. So then that's how they contact me. So the reason that we've been on Disney cruise line a bunch is because I've also photographed weddings on there. So I I should say that I do love Disney though, very, very much. But you know, when, once you find out that a travel agent doesn't cost you money, they actually get paid on the other side of it from whatever destination they're working with. And then you don't have to stay on hold with Disney cruise line or Disney world, like no brainer. Of course, I'm going to go through a travel agent. Like I'll just email what I want or text message what I want. And then I don't have to stay on the phone. Time is money. I could be doing work while she's figuring out like my questions and what stateroom we're going to be on in the cruise ship. So Oh, that is so easy because people like me, I stress and I do it all, all of the individual pieces on my own. So I'm like, okay, how do I book all of my connecting flights? How do mm-hmm. I put together all of my different activities that I want to do and where I'm going to stay? And I tried to do it for a multi-country trip and lost my mind. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, booking through an agent obviously seems like it would make a lot more sense and be a lot easier. Yeah. And sometimes the agent will know about deals that you wouldn't know about too. Um, So I think if it's especially multi-city trip and getting complicated and the intimidation is turning you off to taking action and booking the trip, a lot of people don't realize that travel agents don't cost anything. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say hundred percent of the time. I don't know every travel agent, but most of the time, you know, they're getting paid from whoever, you know, they're booking with, which is an incentive. So keep that in mind. If you find another hotel that you really want and they're pushing you towards their hotel, it could be because they're getting a kickback, obviously. But, you know, if you are somebody that wants it to be booked for you, there's nothing wrong with going through a travel (laughs) agent. That's why they exist. So when you book through your travel agent, do you still get to use your Amex points? Um, we've never, to be honest, we've never booked a trip through a travel agent that we've tried to use Amex points, Okay. but I'm guessing there's people that would work with you to use your hotel points or, you know, yeah. Amex points, travel I points. Yeah. Your frequent flyer miles. Frequent flyer miles. Like, right. Mm-hmm. That too. Like all okay. of that. Yeah. I imagine would transfer with you as you go. So through. it can't hurt yeah. to ask. Yeah. That 100% agree with you. <clears throat> yeah. Always ask everything. Always ask. I'm, I'm so that's scared. I, I don't ask anything. I'm like, I'll just go with whatever you've said. <laughs> so, okay, that's my lesson learned for today. Learn to ask and speak up for yourself. <laughs> um, okay, so when you're looking for deals, because I can't imagine that I'm the only person who is always looking for deals, aside from your travel agents who obviously know more deals than your average person, where else have you found you can get good deals from, whether it's domestic or international? Seasonally. 
depends mm. if you can go on the off season us mm. child free people <laughs> go right. when it's not peak time yes, yeah sh- okay. shoulder seasons mm-hmm. are great what's when sorry what's not. shoulder season just for yeah the people who may not know i obviously know. right that's fair <laughs> uh, so it's 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 that time think of it's like right after peak mm-hmm. And then it's right after peak, but right before, like, let's say winter comes. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it's like a late summer kind of fall mm-hmm. where yeah, okay. you know, everybody's going back to school or else everybody's going back to, to work. And then you have the, the hotels are, they, they definitely still want to ride that wave of income before they start to wind down for, let's say like the, the winter. Yeah. yeah. And then the opposite is true too, for the mm-hmm. beginning for, of the year. Yeah. So after Christmas, but kind of like before spring break for schools too. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. So a good time to look for deals would be anywhere in those off peak and shoulder times, especially as child-free people, like Mikkel said, you have the time, like use right. that to your advantage. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> okay. What is, and I asked this question because I have raging anxiety. And so when I'm planning trips, I'm literally thinking of every possible thing that could go wrong. Like I could end up off the side of a ship, (laughs) (laughs) even though there's no real reason why that should ever happen. That's me picturing that. So what are some ways that you've kind of found to give yourself as much security, I guess, as possible for things to not go wrong? Hmm. Interesting. I would say a lot of it is, for, for me, it's it's a lot about just mindset of going in and saying, well, if shit does go sideways, mm-hmm. we're going to figure it out and mm-hmm. we're going to figure it out together. And ultimately that's the partnership that we have. So, and we, I know like, okay, if I do end up in jail in Indonesia, <laughs> I will bail me out. I would. I definitely would. <laughs> we are coming up with some really outside uh-huh. circumstances. We're not just talking about missed flights, guys. We're talking about jail. <laughs> yeah. But but ultimately, like just having that confidence that we, we'll be able to figure it out. You know, okay. we're grown ups with credit cards, and ultimately, you know, we'll be able to to figure it out. With that being said, like there are going to be mishaps. There's there's going to be lost luggage. There's going to be delays. There's going to be missed flights all of those things. And just knowing that there's always risk of all of those things, even if you're just going to the office in the morning, mm-hmm. like there's okay. the risk of getting a, in a fender bender or burning yourself with your coffee. Uh, but like, it's how we react to that mm-hmm. and how we react together to, to solve the problem that we were confident that the, so I think that cuts down a lot of the anxiety. Yeah. True. Just knowing like, I can figure this out. I can solve the problem. Putting on your problem <laughs> yeah. solving boots and actually, like you said, going in with a positive mindset, because if you go in with my mindset that everything's going to go haywire, it probably will. It will. Yes, which, is, which is how I ended up in Bali. And <laughs> um, so, yes, I like that for people who kind of stress out about all the little bits and pieces that it takes away from the trip putting yourself in a better mindset and saying, okay, you know what, if it happens, it might not, but if it does, here's how we can solve it. And it can always be solvable aside from yeah. jail in Taiwan. I don't know how you're getting out of that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but everything else is probably solvable. So that's cool. What is one of the biggest mishaps that you guys have had in your travels? Okay. They're exchanging glances. So it could be, um, it could be one major thing that they don't want to talk about, or it could be a series. Of no, things. we're open books. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, one, I got sick in Thailand, which was really weird because it's not weird. I got sick. Apparently it's very common. What was weird was that I knew several people that were in Thailand surrounding our trip. And they also all got like 24 hour bugs. It was not like a, oh, we were all in the same place and somebody gave it to us. It was just like isolated incidents, but apparently it's common probably from food poisoning. So the mishap is that we were, Dan didn't get sick. Um, so it must've been something I had or the way my body reacted, not his. And he was like, great. And so understanding. And it was when we were in Chiang Mai Mm -hmm. um, and miraculously it was the only day, like we didn't have anything planned. And I woke up like throwing up in the middle of the night and we were just going to take it easy at the resort and the pool that day. And you know, I rallied in the afternoon. He was like, are you sure you're okay to go out? Cause I had said, please go explore without me. I'm fine. You know, we both like really value our individuality too. And we've traveled plenty without each other too. So I'm like, please go, but he didn't want to leave me. And we went out in the afternoon when I thought that I was okay to this really beautiful temple. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. I usually take all the photos. I handed him my camera. I was like, go take photos. (laughs) And I walked away and I was throwing up by a fence, which was, yeah, it was like the, it was outside. So it wasn't like inside a beautiful temple. Inside this temple. (laughs) Yeah. So it was kind of off to the side and, and this monk comes over to tell me there's like a bathroom somewhere else. And Dan tries to explain, they speak English, actually. He spoke English enough to understand. Yep. And he was like, no, she, uh, she's sick. And he was like, oh my God, does she need a doctor? Aww. He was so sweet. The sweetest sweet. monk. Yeah. So sweet. Anyway, it was fine. So that worked out well. And then what was the other mishap we were talking about? Oh, uh, coronavirus. Oh my God. Yes. So, uh, we were going on a river cruise next week and we were scheduled to go last month. We're both vaccinated. I just felt like I had a cold and I tested positive for COVID and we were leaving, you know, four days later. Yeah. So we had a reschedule. So, you know, going back to kind of like, if people have anxiety about traveling, what can they do to have the assurance that everything's going to be okay? Literally, you could buy travel insurance mm-hmm. if this happens. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of travel insurance companies treat COVID like any other illness, um, but you okay. need to ask how they treat that. And then some you know, travel agents will suggest that you add it on through their company. Again, ask them what the travel insurance includes. And then some cruise lines include it in their package as well. And if not, they have their own their own travel insurance you can upgrade to. And if not, again, just add it on. But yeah, so we rescheduled. So we're going next week. But okay. that was definitely a travel mishap <laughs> getting COVID, which oh. I'm sure a lot of people have had to deal with. So yeah. it's a reality of present day. Switching gears a little bit. What is one of your best memories that you have from any trip that you've been on? Good question. I imagine you have like a lot because obviously as goals. Yeah. Yeah. We're very fortunate attitude, attitude of gratitude. We have a lot of great moments, but okay. So you think about it. So you have yours, Dan. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Uh, Absolutely. So uh, last night, our last night in Belize, we were at Hopkins beach uh, at a little like literally roadside restaurant with a couple benches and a cook and a server, which we're probably married. And uh, it felt like you were living or eating at somebody's house. Mm. 
and the ocean was behind me, Mikel was in front of me, and watching kind of just the environment of the village the, as the day was winding down, the village was winding down. And behind Mikel was a field with kids playing soccer. Most of them didn't have shoes on and they were playing and it was like they were, they were sneaking out that last little bit of sunshine, you know, the last little bit of the day. And they were laughing and, and just having so much fun. You didn't mind the noise because it was just, it just made you smile. And oh. they were eking out the little, the, the <laughs> last, you know, the last plays. And uh, like that moment, uh, just watching the village kind of call it a day and mm, um, being there with Mikel to, to experience that. Oh, were we eating barracuda? Yeah. And we had a barracuda. <laughs> so, Priorities. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mine oh. was, my dream was bringing Dan to Tromso to see the Northern Lights. It's in the Arctic Circle in Northern Norway. And we got very, not quote, lucky. I don't like to say luck because, you know, everything happens for a reason, but we went on an excursion to see the Northern Lights one night and the guide had been doing it for, you know, decades. He grew up in Tromso and he said it was one of the best, you know, they call it shows, the best shows he's ever seen. There's um, an index for how strong the Northern Lights are from, I think it goes from zero to nine. Don't quote me on that. It's in our blog post and it's correct. <laughs> Go back and read the blog. You'll know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was a seven and he said it was one of the best he's ever seen. So I just felt like oh. my dream came true and I got to experience it with Dan. And then, you know, at one point he like laid back in the snow. And at first I was like, oh, I should have laid in the snow with him. But then, you know, I wouldn't have had the memory of looking at him, looking at the Northern Lights. And oh that was really God. special to me. That's so cool. And as Dan That's said, like, if you have a credit card and especially a cell phone, like you're fine. And I understand there's places that you need cash or there's places that your cell phone doesn't work. We're not naive to that, mm. but the world is very global and connected these days that if you have anxiety about traveling, you're probably not going to a remote third world country right. where sure. you're going to have a problem. And sure. so many people speak English, like it's, you know, kind of universal language. You're going to be okay. And like what you guys do, where you don't just travel internationally, you do travel domestically as well. So for mm -hmm. people like me or someone who maybe doesn't have the finances to go overseas or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be, you can start small. You can start in, you know, your own state. You can start the next state over. If you aren't in the United States, but you're in Europe, you can go. There's tons of places in Europe that you can go. Like there mm -hmm. are places that you can step out that are more like baby steps and it doesn't have to yep. be this grand adventure right. across the world. So I think that's, I yeah, love that point. Pretty cool. Also to your point <clears throat> in your own town, you know, I think a lot of people, their anxiety with traveling is a fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. So challenge yourself to go somewhere that you don't normally go. You know, sometimes yeah. a couple or, you know, solo going to a different restaurant is out of your comfort zone yeah, and you have totally. to get familiar with that and feel okay with that. Because if you're going to travel, you're probably going to somewhere you've never been. Totally. So yeah, to your point, like travel in your own backyard, travel in the city next door, you know, yeah. especially yeah. being in the pandemic, like we were so grateful that we were able to drive places in North Carolina because we did so safely and very conscientiously, but it was great to explore what was right outside our window kind of thing. We love it. Okay. What would you, do you have any tips for, because like I said at the beginning, you are travel goals 
And I think there are a lot of us who would love to quit our jobs and work remotely and be able to travel. So do you have any advice or any tips for someone who's been thinking about that and may want to take a step towards that direction? Uh, so tips. <clears throat> Dan just did this. Right. So, actually. So that's kind of... <laughs> Dan started his own business. Oh, cool. A year ago. So I'm one of those that are, is participating in the great resignation. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And actually it's, it's interesting to, to see. So, so mine, I, I was at, I was at a, at a firm that I, I didn't really like working there. They didn't really like me working there. So it was, it was a very mutual decision uh, for me to no longer work there. Mm-hmm. And it happened right at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was, uh, it was really that oh no, what are we going to do moment? And again, going back to, okay, I'm an adult. I can figure this out and I have to figure this out. And, and from that, it going back to the, to our three freedoms, it's like, what is the outcome that is going to help us reach these three things and going back to a nine to five or nine to whatever, you know, as it truly becomes the, that's not going to help help me reach those goals. So it's okay. What what skills do I have? And luckily, in my forties, and I've got gray hair, and I'm like I have a college education, and it's like holy cow, people listen to me now, and <clears throat> having the confidence to say like I have all these skills that I've learned over the last twenty years, and now now it's my turn to apply them and build my business, articulate it, have the vision, and then just going after it. Ultimately, that's what I'm doing: building the business uh, right now for the, for the long term, and I'm building it around my schedule being flexible mm-hmm. and um, understanding that there's going to be a lot of pivots that are going to have to yeah. happen. The original the original vision has changed three times uh, <gasps> this week. So uh, the traveling, working, running a business while traveling. Yeah, that's that's difficult. Uh, there's uh, there's challenges just as just the Wi-Fi is is weird and spotty and mm-hmm. it hardly ever works. Lighting, <laughs> like that was the, like I like I look like I'm Darth Vader half the time. I'm like lighting. <laughs> you got same. I have a weird thing going right. on here too. Yeah, it's like it's like those things you 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 don't think about but are all part of it. And then okay. communicating and just ultimately sitting back and saying, I'm in control of this yeah. and embracing that or running from it. And uh, if you're gonna, if, if you're going to travel and live the life you wanna live, you gotta, you gotta embrace that fear and uncertainty and mm-hmm. just yeah. get after it. A good piece of advice for anybody who wants to do it is, you are in control of your own destiny. And if you work at a job you don't like because they don't have enough vacation days, find a new job. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a full-time job to find another job. We've been there, but find another job or Mm -hmm. look for remote jobs or Mm -hmm. start your own business. Talk to somebody that's done it. Talk to a friend and express, you know, an encouraging friend who's going to support you. It's like a level of desire, you know, Mm -hmm. if you really want to, then that's like the goals you were saying earlier, make that one of your goals and it could be a future goal, but make it one of your goals and each day work towards something that will get you to that goal. And obviously situations are going to be different for every person, but for the most part, if you're able-bodied and you have a mm-hmm. an income that's coming in, you have the ability, I think, to start making little changes that could get you mm-hmm. where you want to be. 
Yeah. And for any topic, just Google that topic plus the words travel blog, anxiety, travel blog, handicap accessible travel blog or traveling mm-hmm. in a wheelchair or traveling with a nine to five job. Like there's a travel yeah. blog out there for everything. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> and you also mentioned something that kind of triggered me to think that there's also a level of flexibility that you have to have. So you can set mm-hmm. out the most well-laid plan, but you have to be flexible enough to know that that is going to change three times in one week, or, you know, you might have to alter the direction just slightly so that it fits into what you want to be doing and what you are currently doing and and all of that. So it's not just a matter of I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to travel. Like you need to have a plan. You need to be able to adjust that plan and you need to be able to kind of say, how is this feasible? And I really like your three pillars because that can kind of bring some of some people who have these grandiose ideas, it can kind of bring them down into a more realistic um, (laughs) goal. Yeah. Yeah. Get you to focus. That's what Dan's really good at for me. It's all all about focus. I'm really glad I have your email. I'm sending you so many messages. Because <laughs> that's me. I'm like, I'm like, I can do this. I can do anything I want. And then I put zero thought into it. And you know, here we are with a podcast. <laughs> All right. So what is coming up next for you both? Yep. So we are going on this river cruise next week. We're yeah. going to do a few days in Germany beforehand and Bavaria. Super excited about Wait, that. Wait, stop. You're going on a river cruise next week, but you're going to Germany yeah. before that? Yeah. So we're going for a few days before because the cruise leaves from Germany. So Dan's Uh, never been to Germany. I love Bavaria. So yeah, it's all the gingerbread looking, you know, like. (laughs) I completely misread this whole river cruise thing. So I thought you were doing a river cruise in like Kern River over in like, where's Kern River in California or something like that. (laughs) No, you're going to Germany. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on the Danube. Um, But yeah, it's really cool. I mean, there are river cruises in Egypt on the Nile. There are river cruises in the United States. You're right. Like the Snake River, Columbia River, Mississippi River. There are river cruises in um, Vietnam, Cambodia. Yeah. Thank you. Myanmar. Yeah. Cool. I don't know about Australia, actually. I should look into that. I don't know that we have any major <laughs> rivers here, um, but there are a lot of cruises that kind of just go around the, uh-huh, around the, island. Yeah, the outside. <laughs> big, but I big, think big that I should start island. with a river cruise. I think that's probably because my yeah. thing is very Titanic. Like if something happens and I'm in the middle of the ocean and I'm freezing, I can't get out. But totally if something happens and I can see land, like surely mm-hmm. I can try. Oh, like, yeah. you always yeah. see land on a river cruise because <laughs> the river is not that wide. Yeah. Yeah. You always do. I think baby that was stuff. We're going to do a baby mm-hmm. river cruise. Okay. So this river cruise you're doing next week, will this be on sometime sailing? It will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're really excited okay. about that. Oh, how exciting. I'm really excited for you. How long are you gone? Like 10 days. Yeah. 10 days. That's so cool. And that's totally a realistic amount of time. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't have the ability to quit your job and travel full-time, there are things out there that you can do that are well within your two week Mm -hmm. vacation time that you get from your job. So it's all about looking for something that works for what you can do, what you're capable of doing. So that's great. I think that's really cool. Yeah. 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 All right. So I think we've covered it. We've got sometimes home and sometimes sailing. Is there anywhere else where we can look for you on Instagram? You're sometimes home on Instagram. We're sometimes home and sometimes sailing on Twitter. We're sometimes home and sometimes sail. 
because Twitter has a character cap on her name. Oh, come on, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Get with the times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you go to sometimeshome.com and sometimessailing.com, it's very easy to find all our social media. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, thank and you. I will put all of it into my posts thank and I'll you. put it into the website so that people can find you. I'm not kidding. You really should go look at this Instagram page because you'll get lost for a couple of hours. <laughs> from experience i'm saying we, yeah we also we try to make it like we don't call it, we say we have influence but we would never call ourselves influencers we're not the intimidating unachievable instagram account that's like you know surrounded in rose petals in you know a bathtub somewhere like we are not that we don't take ourselves that seriously in terms of instagram like if we are in a photo, it's nine times out of 10, just us like standing next to each other, like a normal couple yeah. would do. So we try yeah. to be really approachable and for people to it see themselves so, in what we do. And that's what I like. One of the things I like about it is that you guys are very approachable where when I look at it, I say, I could go to that place. Whereas when you look mm-hmm. at certain celebrities and they're on the super yachts or they're right. fly- flying private and going to places that I didn't even know existed because I'm not part mm-hmm. of the club, like those seem unattainable to me and they make right. me feel worse about myself. Whereas I feel like your page and your website is actually one of those things where it's it's nice to look at because you are real people who are really just traveling and finding cool places in the world. So thank you. I appreciate that. And if you're anything like me and either like to travel or like to live vicariously through other people who are traveling, make sure that you follow them on Instagram or find their blog. If you have any questions, I'm sure they'll be happy to answer them for you. Don't ask me because I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) But with that, unless you have anything else that you'd like to add. No, you're yeah. amazing. Thank oh, you, you so guys have been us the best. I feel like I've learned more than just traveling. If you <laughs> listen to this and you didn't pick up all of the extra tidbits that were in there, go back, listen to it again with a notepad and a pen and take notes. So that's it. Um, catch you on the next one. All right. Bye. just um go from there and uh sounds good good luck to all of us (laughs) (laughs) totally just kidding